127 on the mic exists simply as an extension of our college ministry 127 at FBC Bryan. Our prayer is that this podcast be used in accordance with you belonging and investing into a local body. We hope that this resource is growing in relationship with and understanding of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yo, 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 what it do, people? Welcome back to the podcast. This is 127 on the mic. I am joined by two lovely people to my left and to my right. I get to sit in the center of them, which is awesome. What's up, boys? Why do you say lovely every week? I don't know. It's lovely. I love this time. It's a compliment. It is. Also, praise the Lord, he didn't go, what I do, podcast crew. Oh, my. Because he, scared, he so scared me for good. half a second. <laughs> he had me worried. <laughs> I, I said, what it do, didn't I? Yeah, I had you worried over there. How y'all feeling? We're starting late today, Dangerous. by the way. <laughs> it's like 2.30. We got here at 1.30. That's because we had a late night last night. Did we? Yeah, we did. <laughs> I, I, we did here at Matt's house. We for sure did. How long were y'all here? Because I left from the park. Park. We left research park after the boats, and then after the boats, um, we were here till. Gosh, I don't think we actually heard. I think it was like twelve thirty or twelve. It wasn't that late, but I went home, had to do some laundry. You know, get, get, the, get the get the get the one twenty seven drip back on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was I was rocking my old drip for a little bit there. Had to get back on the one twenty seven drip. <laughs> what? what are you talking I had, about? I had, I had to wash my one twenty seven drip. What? Yeah. What are you talking about? What is old drip? <laughs> old drip? That's like a uh, freshman year drip. Which was? Like Under Armour. <laughs> <laughs> just, just is that what you were wearing yesterday? You wore an Under Armour yeah. hoodie last night. Yeah. I tried to rip the pocket off of it. <laughs> yeah, you did. Oh, it was so bad. Last night was an adventure, huh? For some people. Yeah. They had a lot of Little fun. bumps in the road <laughs> along the way. We're going to do this, aren't we? Yeah, go oh, yeah. <laughs> We're jumping into this. Can <laughs> you tell us about your... Okay, we're going to connect the dots, okay, okay, on all of these random intros that we do not plan whatsoever. We've spent a lot of time talking about you and your inability I, yes. to see and how scary it is for you to drive at night. And then what happened last night in sort of the dark in a parking lot where most like 14 or 15-year-old girls practice driving? Um, the Astros no-hit the Phillies. They didn't do that in the parking lot. <laughs> God, that was good. That's a good answer. Yeah, we watched, yeah, we watched Astros, that happen <laughs> while my phone was leaned up on the back windshield of your car that it had was. previously been, been what? jacked up in the air Connect and somebody was underneath it fixing Sells something. Wonderful, Jack. Yeah, so we, for those who are just randomly listening to the podcast or were serving the youth so faithfully on a Wednesday. And um, children's. Hey, shout out children's. Children, sorry. Youth and children's and anywhere else, I guess on the campus mm-hmm. we had a rafting competition you had like a what an hour and a half was it to build a raft that, that meant say rafting like rafting like you were going down some like whitewater rafting. rapids yeah mm-hmm. the, the rapids like a, a research like, park boys it's like a, a level four it was a build a boat build a boat build a boat challenge build a boat challenge well it was me and timo we were the dream team we got everything we needed okay we had bubble wrap we had cardboard we had some buckets from with retreat. no lids, just with wanted no, to say that. Yeah. It's fine. We don't need lids. We'll make we'll make do. Um, and we actually finished really early. Timo went to go back home and grab a towel and his Gali Dude shirt from New York. I went home, grabbed the towel, grabbed my Gali Dude shirt, went to McDonald's because we used $10 of our 50 to get McDonald's because we were going to eat McDonald's on the raft for style points. <laughs> I don't think I've ever told you all that. We were going to try to win. That's the only one we were going to try to win because we knew we weren't going to win the actual challenge because you were going to sink because yeah. you got buckets with no lids. Exactly. Okay. So I got I got to the parking lot pretty early and I rubber dogs. I pull into 
just a side parking lot. Not really like I just didn't know where we were, and I just like typed in parking lot research park. He, he didn't follow the exact location I gave all of our leaders. Well, no, I actually I clicked on that link and it sent me into where I parked in. I parked. I checked your little highlighted map that was so graciously given to us. So thank you for that, T. Always. Um, Just for you. And so I'm like, okay, well, time to go where we are. Back out. Take a right turn. I'm right. I'm driving in a Ford Fusion, ladies. Not not focused Fusion. Big difference. And I send it over this tiny median that I am taller than. I am taller than that median. Like if you, if I were to lay down on the ground, I'm longer than that median. What? I would hope you're taller than a median, Zach. That'd be a wild <laughs> no, median, by the way. That's a wall. I, I meant to say longer than the median. Okay. Um, that's false. Well, I, I like drive over. I'm like, man, this is a rough road out here. <laughs> 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 I'm like, dude. So we got a video of this. <laughs> um, dude, it, I don't know what. I thought I went over a curb at first, like straight over a curb. I was like, there was nothing there. I looked back. There was like, I couldn't see it because it was in the dark. Am I like? You couldn't see it whether it was in the dark it or in the day. Okay, it was a it was a big green median. Nine. Okay, <laughs> nine out of ten people like were like, and they came up to me were, what is that median honestly doing there? It served no purpose. True. But they all saw it. They also didn't go into that side parking lot and had to pull out. That was only me. Continue. Well, I went over it. I don't know what did you guys call this thing on the bottom of my car? What is it? No, we didn't call it that. I when I no, walked no, no, up, no, not skid plate. We know it's not a skip plate. Now it's been established. What what is it called actually? It I don't even know what the official name of it is, but it's basically for noise reduction on It's like a carpet. Those cars. Noise reduction and just keep little sticks from scratching anything. Yeah. Okay. Well, that thing like tore and was riding on the ground. I had a big old bubble under my car. There was a little cover thing. I don't, I, I don't know cars. We learned this last night too. Um if they didn't know already. Yep. He's showing a picture. This is that's gonna be great next year when we have video for this. It's gonna be wonderful. Yeah, you guys could see it. Um, but some wonderful gentleman, T. So I think Dixon got under there for a little bit, helped make shift and fix the car. Um, so I'm riding, I'm riding wind windshield less or windshield less than I was before. Whatever that thing's called, I have less of that thing on the bottom of my car now. We cut most of it off with like shears. And then zip tied the plastic that was hanging. Yeah. And so, so I'm, lighter. Better I'm a little bit trail. lighter now. I, yeah. I can ride a little bit faster over those medians now. So maybe I won't sit on might just ramp them now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, having a truck is a terrible idea for me, but this is making me want a truck now for my next vehicle. I feel bad for the medians if you get a truck. <laughs> those things are done for. Caleb's reassurance to me, by the way, was. Uh, Dude, I run over medians like every single day. I was like, dude, thank you. That makes me feel so much better right now. Shout out, Caleb. Also, I thought of this too. I wanted to shout out the people. I wanted to shout out the people I saw on campus today because I saw a lot of them. Ian was the first one wearing a 127 drip. Yep. Um, and then I saw who did I see on the way back? That makes me think we have like chains that have 127 on yeah, them or something. We do. And then I was walking back Trust to my car to come here. And Tank, like, literally cuts me off of his bike. Like, I legit thought someone, like, I walked in someone's way, but he, who, like, cut me off. Who is this Tank that you speak of? I don't know. A tank tank. Fulmer. Who? Steven? Oh, Steven. We're talking Steven? Yeah. He, yeah. Tank left our church. I forgot to, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I forgot to say that. No, Steven, Steve. just like Darth Vader killed Anakin, Steven killed Tank. Yeah. And now We're now left with Steven. Steven's here. Um, we Mold chatted for a little gone. bit, and then I started walking, ran into Abby. Um, and then supposedly, uh, who was it? Josh was supposedly behind me because Abby texted me and said, Josh is behind you. I was like, I'm not even going to try to look because 
one, I need to walk faster so I don't get sniped. Two, I won't be able to see him to try and snipe him. So wanted That's to shout true. wanted to shout them out because I saw them on campus today. Way to go. So well, this is gonna be a fun topic today. Um, and we kind of wrestled here for a little bit of how we're gonna tackle this because this is a huge topic. There is honestly, if we dedicated this entire podcast to this subject, we would not answer every single question about this. Um, and so we wanted to make that disclaimer off the rip. Um, not every question is going to be answered where you're literally not even, not even addressing the tip of the iceberg, to be honest with you. Um, we are honestly doing just a flyover of, um, what is salvation and what does it mean to be saved? So we wanted to make that, that very clear and we'll use upcoming weeks, um, but we're also available S3 to um, address anything that's said on this podcast or even just questions you may come up with out of this. Um, we would love to either address them on the podcast or just individually one-on-one. So um, do you yeah. have anything to add before we kind of jump in? I was going to say with that, we are available. This is not just podcast and you hear from us and that's it. I mean, you can find our contact information on the church website. You could probably get it from Bible study leaders, just by anybody, anybody in our college ministry can get you our info. So if you have questions about anything that we say from this point moving forward or anything we've said in the past, let us know. We we have times during our days and our weeks to talk to people and we love doing it. So yeah. Come join me and join the office. It's good. We love our we love our office with a newly fitted scooter in there. That's another story. Oh wow. Um <laughs> man, just called the web out. Golly. All right. Well we're gonna jump in. Um first question is again this can go 20 different ways and so we're gonna let the spirit lead this but what is what does being saved mean what is salvation we go go biblical or worldly um and i think each of those probably connect the word salvation literally is like to rescue you you're in a space that you can't rescue yourself and so you need salvation i have Outside of the story, the guy who cut his own arm off, remember that? That was guy stuck in the yeah, got stuck mountain. in a boulder. Rock rock fell on him and he cut his own arm off. Like a Swiss Army knife or something. Um, wow. he he didn't need salvation. <laughs> that was warrior mentality at that point. But what this literally means is that you are helpless and you need a rescue. I think the word salvation literally means to rescue. Um, and so that is the that's the worldly sense of it. And in the biblical sense, then we would go. The term salvation means to rescue us from from hell and the big picture, but I think it also would say to rescue us from um, from sin, from sin's power, from sin's uh, influence, sin's uh, authority might be the word there. Sin eventually, sin's presence. Um, that's part of that salvation side of it. So that's the that's the simple. The Oxford Dictionary. Oh gosh says two things. The first one, this is looking what salvation is, preservation or deliverance from harm, ruin, or loss. Then it jumps to a different category labeled theology, and it says deliverance from sin and its consequences, believed by Christians to be brought about by faith in Christ. So they have two different definitions of salvation. It's good. I, was, I literally just thought of this when you said that, like literally just skimming over. We remember as in Galatians 1, 4, um, in discipleship. And it literally, this is me holding my Bible, which confession, I haven't fully memorized it yet. Um, <laughs> it says who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age. And so we see here just a rescuing, um, of our souls. And you guys mentioned sin and I don't want to just skim over that. Like what, how would you guys define sin? Um, 
in in the context of of a biblical narrative anything that isn't christ isn't christ anything that isn't christ it 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 works um the i think we always have to or or as often as you can in practice as a as a christ follower as a christian is to go back go back to the garden as often as we can go back to the garden um and so if even if you just jump into the biblical narrative and we'll try to do this quick 12 minutes into the podcast um Adam and Eve, created by God, commanded to be fruitful, multiply, to rule over that aspect of creation, had a relationship with God to the point that he would come down to the garden and walk with them. And, and just that thought alone, so far removed from the garden for me, is um, not so much mind-numbing, but it's unbelievably beautiful. Like that thought is pretty incredible. If you have the right thoughts about God and the right affections towards God, then you you should desire that above everything else. Hmm. When sin happened, the the response wasn't God's not coming back down. The response was Adam and Eve made clothes for themselves and went and hid. Hmm. And so sin, I think we've probably... Um, in our presentation of the gospel and maybe even in our thought life and, and some of the things that we've been taught in church and stuff so often, um, we may have a slightly wrong view. I'm going to use that word carefully, like a slightly wrong view of sin um, in that, yes, I believe that it God hates it. And yes, I believe it's a thing that separates us from God, but it's our fault in that. And Adam and Eve went and hid from God and God came down and began to call out to Adam, where are you? And then who told you you were naked? And then like those things mm-hmm. began to come. And so God still embraced them in the midst of their rebellion. They had rebelled against the one thing God had commanded them to do. They had sinned. They had done the thing that God called them not to do and broken that relationship. And now, and so now sin is, is our separation from God. And it's the things that we do that separate us from God, not the other way around. Yeah. It's not the things that we do that cause God to run away from us. Mm-hmm. That's not the, it's not this gospel story at all. Yeah. We, it's actually flipped. That's good. Um, I wanted to ask that question first because um, I think it's important to recognize where this separation happens because a lot of us read Genesis and it's, it's unity and it's connection. And so it's important to address where this veil in between us and God gets established. And so that's, that's really good. And so I want to ask the question now, what what exactly when we talk about salvation, what are we what are we being saved from? We're being saved from, I think, kind of like what John said is we're a lot of people you hear. What are we being saved from? Of oh, death, and was yes, we are being saved from death. But what is it? It's a consequence of our sin. So we're being saved from the consequence of our sin, which is eternal separation from Christ. And you see it all the time. Is when sin entered the world, like John said, is that. Sin is us separating ourselves from Christ. And in that, people try to do things every single day, a lot of times, to to mend that relationship, whether it's giving to the poor, whether it's um, lending a hand for somebody moving out of a house, a single mom. We just had college students go and help a, a single mom move into a new house. People do a lot of things, whatever it is. And these are good things, but that's not what gets us back in in even in all that, we still have this separation, and that separation is the consequences of our sin, which in the long run is eternal death. And so we're being saved from that. We're being saved from the consequences of our sin. 
that, I think it's that simple. Yeah. I, I, I kind of want to add on to this um, a little bit. I think also, too, we're simply being saved from a separation from God. Like it, it's even a thing that we see here on earth. Mm-hmm. Um, not, I think a lot of people have a perspective of, okay, I'm just being saved from hell. And I think you kind of address that. Like it's, that's not what the gospel is. That's not what salvation is. Um, salvation starts right in this present moment when you accept Christ. Um, and it's something that continues to transform you throughout your life. And then um, obviously at the point of, of turning over to the other side of eternity and um, when you pass from this earth, it is something that's, um, you're getting saved from um, separation from God, even here in this present moment. You get access to to prayer through the Holy Spirit. Um, you get access to biblical community. You get you get access to a lot of these things. And so, salvation even occurs like here on earth. It's not just something that you look for um, far into the future. And this kind of is another question that that leads. It may not even be a question, but maybe you guys can jump off of this um, of like the people who they. <sighs> quote unquote, accept, accept God, um, accept the gospel, and they see it just as an eternal thing and not so much in a present moment. Hmm. Um, how would you guys sort of address, I, I don't want to say cultural Christianity, but I, like I, I even saw this when we did evangelism on Northgate and this guy knew I was a Christian and was basically like, oh yeah, I, I believe in God, but I just do this because like, I mean, I'm in college. I, I can do these things. I'm eternally secure. And Hmm. so I have, kind of an excuse um, to kind of do these things because I know it's going to be forgiven. What would you guys say to those people? Here we go. Um, <laughs> we were going to jump into it. Here we yeah, go. <laughs> well, the, when, when you ask like, what is salvation and we give an, an Oxford simplified definition of that, which is funny that we said that it's simplified and we talk about being rescued. What we see in the Bible, as far as like, what is salvation and why somebody who spends their college years sleeping around and partying can can blurt out, I'm good because I'm eternally secure, then they have a have a perverted view or understanding of what salvation is. Because in in my simplification, and maybe even in the church's simplification of say a prayer and you're good, mm-hmm. um, which is not in the Bible, one, um, th- that we've made this a pretty dangerous game. And the church is probably the uh, fertilizer for cultural Christianity. Mm. And because of how we've taught and how we presented this. Yeah. And, so, and so salvation is this gigantic, really, really big, all-encompassing word that includes Genesis 3, uh, like 15, until Revelation. Yeah. And, and in that, where sin enters and God promises a snake crusher who's going to come one day and save everything. And then the entire narrative of the Old Testament, the New Testament pointing towards that, there's these things that come out of that, that include um, our predestination, our election, our adoption as sons and daughters, the divine calling on our life to live a certain way, what it means to be reconciled to God, to be regenerated, forgiveness, um, sanctification is all in that process that leads one day to our glorification. There's all of these really big words that some people just were listening to that went, what? Mm -hmm. All of that is echoed throughout scripture and they're all part of the process of salvation, not the event of salvation. And this, this becomes our issue, um, with people that can make that claim. And I love the fact that they can go, I'm eternally secure. You are. Yeah. You are if you're saved. And I had a former pastor that would say say this, and we're not opening up this can during this podcast, but he would go, once saved, always saved, once saved. 
Mm, that's good. And so he he includes mm. that little tagline there the because yeah. because there, that there's an important process to this, um, and there are evidences of salvation and there are fruit that is going to be um, evident in our lives because of this gigantic word that is involved in this gigantic process called salvation. And all of those parts of the process of salvation are essential. It's it's not that, okay, like I, I recognize that I have been um, forgiven. But, but in that forgiveness, if I don't walk in it, then what do I need again? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so you make a mockery of the cross at that point. Uh, and th- that's the game that we're trying to avoid people to play with a proper understanding of what salvation is, because it's, a bi- it's, it's so much bigger than what we think. Yeah, I think, and this is kind of tagging along with what you said, I think Paul does a really good job just throughout all the letters he's written. But this is what I would say is when, when salvation occurs, when you accept Christ, is that doesn't allow you, you're, you're not free to sin, you're freed from sin. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what a lot of people get wrong is, and, and I, it's funny, we had to, like, it, it was weird growing up in a small town, you know everybody, and there's just some some families that even like went to our church that they just be like, okay, I know in high school, like my boys are going to be boys. Like I'll let them do what they do. They're going to mess up. That's part of learning. And, and it was weird because they were treated as if it was like, oh, hey, you're saved. It's okay. You're free to sin because there is forgiveness, but that's not what that was. We're freed from our sin. And because we're freed from our sin, that calls a different action, a different response, which is not going out and sinning. And so I I think very simply, I think Paul in a a roundabout way and all his letters, basically to me, that's what he says is is we are freed from our sin, not to sin. Yeah, that's, that's really good. Um, I even see this in our vision verse for our ministry, Philippians 127. We're we're living a a life worthy of the gospel. We're not in a moment, um, in, in, in a manner worthy of the gospel, right? We're living our lives worthy of the gospel. And I think that's huge that it's not, again, just an event. Um, and this gets into another big term, but sanctification um, throughout the process um, after the moment process of salvation. That's good. Um, so we've kind I, of... I, I don't oh, know if I'm going to let you go. go. I'm not going to let you go past that because that that is... I didn't apply it to our verse. Shame on me. I'm also not wearing a 127 shirt. Uh, like the twins are right now with, rip. Their, with their two different. I don't know if I'm, I can get away with saying that. I'm 42 <laughs> and this, I'll get made fun of. I'm not going to get away with it either. Um, T and Zach are both wearing uh, this most recent 127 shirt. And we put stand firm on the front of it. Um, and if you don't know the two little taglines, stand firm, strive together, that we pull from Philippians 127, that, that is so important. Like the strive together, we're good at the community side of it. Yeah. Sure. Like, and, and it's easy for the most part, like it's fun. Even last night, like we can, we can gather the troops and we can get them hype yeah. about building a boat and we throw them in the water. We can laugh and, and like, Hey, that was fun. The standing firm part of it is difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, the enemy wants to make it difficult. But it's essential to, it's an essential aspect of your sanctification process, which is part of your salvation process. Yeah. Um, and if you are once saved, always saved, once saved, if you are that, you will have within you a desire to do that. Um, and so that's when, and thankfully, I don't know who this guy was that came up to you and who's been partying at Northgate and goes, well, I'm eternally secure. No, you're a clown. Yeah. Um, and that does not understand scripture. Yeah. And I don't mean that like in a rude way. 
maybe I do a little bit in my sin, um, but you have a misunderstanding of what God has done for you, and you haven't clearly seen the beauty of Christ, and so you're not desiring to strive after Him. And in desiring to strive after Him, you're going to have to learn to stand. Mm-hmm. You have to learn to stand firm in those spaces, and that is actually still part of your salvation. Can I clearly explain that? No, because God's bigger than me, yeah. thankfully, and this is how He ordained it to take place, but it's it's such an essential part of it. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's the evidence of, and yeah. you're going to strive for that. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, going back to what you said earlier is I think it is this guy, whoever he is, is like you're saying is people who go about it like that is what they're doing is they're per, they're perverting the cross and what it stands for. Mm-hmm. And and the funny thing is a lot of these people who are doing that, they walk around with a, a cross on their necklace and they wave it around like it's this free pass. I think it's in Parks and Rec when he has the permit, it's like, I can do this because I want to or whatever it is. I don't remember mm-hmm. the exact thing, but it's, they, they almost like wave it around like it's a, hey, here's my, here's my pass. Look at me. This is, I have the cross. I'm free to sin because I am secured. No, that like we're perverting what the cross stands for in that. Mm-hmm. And we're taking away from what Christ actually did on the cross. And so like John said, is that's not allowing us to go about and do these things. The cross is a, is a symbol of our freedom from sin, not a symbol in this past that we can walk around and be like, yeah. hold it up to the people at Northgate and be like, hey, I, it's okay. Like, I'm, I'm good to do this. Hey, friends, mm-hmm. y'all don't worry about me getting drunk and sleeping around and cheating on tests, whatever it is, because like I'm secured here. That's not what that is. Yeah. The cross is something completely different. And the people who are doing that, like John said, are perverting that and they're clowns. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a rude way to put it, but it's also very true. It is they are joking what the cross stands for. Yeah. And that's not what it is. That's good. Yeah, I think even on top of that, stuff gets perverted over time. And so I think these moments, mm-hmm. these people had had probably experienced moments of salvation, but they didn't follow through on it. And they didn't remind themselves daily of what the gospel truly means. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a moment and they remember it. But even like you think, um, like psychologically, when you remember something and time passes, that stuff's going to get perverted. Um, and so I, I think that's honestly just a moment of, of that happening. Um, so I guess kind of on... I hate that there's kind of sides to this, but we had, what are we being saved from? But I also want to ask a question to you guys, um, and you can take this on either either side of this, but what are we being saved to? Or also we could ask a question of what are we being saved for? I, just, <laughs> I love when they look at each other. I th- yeah, we like look at <laughs> each other across. Um, I'm going to I mean, answer kind of the, the from again and then go into the four slash two. Do it. But it's in, in Romans 5, 9. It says, since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? And I think we keep saying saved from eternal death, whatever it is, death. But is, what we're being saved from is his wrath. And the wrath, his wrath is God's judgment of sin, that judgment being separation from God. And, and we're bringing that on ourselves. And so is knowing that we're being saved from, we have to figure out what we're being saved to. And I think in order to answer the two, like you're going to end up answering the, what are we being saved for? And so in the two is we're, when we accept salvation, we're being saved too. And that what happens is that separation becomes no more. And so we, we step into a relationship with Christ and that, that bridge is now, or that cavern, whatever you want to call it has been bridged. And we do that. I think the funny thing is, is when we, when we say, what am I being saved to is you look and it's like, okay, what am I being saved from death? Death does not have a fun meaning. Wrath, not a fun meaning. And we say, even you can look at it and say eternal life. And when you hear life, I think a lot of people is they can reflect on themselves and they're like, okay, well, if I'm, if I'm being saved to eternal life, like my life hasn't been good up to this point. So, so what is that? And so I think to define that is, I think Psalm 16, 11, I think just answers this really well. It says, you make me known 
You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand. And so we're stepping to full and everlasting joy it is when we are saved. And I think that's a really, really beautiful thing. You got anything over there? Um, I, I wish I could give like a, a really, really clear directional prescriptive answer on what we're being saved to mm. um, outside of like the simple, um, you, you can, you can go into like the, the Westminster catechism and like yeah. just really speak towards the glory of God and finding our satisfaction and in, in seeking the glory of God, all of those things. But one of the cool aspects and those of you who know my family story, one of the cool aspects that we see clearly in salvation is this term adoption. And uh, that gets to play out in really cool ways that we can apply to like what worldly adoption looks like, but, but also in ways that are not that. Um, and so when, when you read in uh, Romans chapter eight, for those that are led by the spirit are God's sons and, and in being called God's sons or daughters for you ladies out there, we don't receive a spirit of slavery into fear. Instead, yeah. we receive a spirit that, that stirs up within us, the spirit of adoption that stirs up within us, this desire to cry out, Abba, Father. Um, not a mandate, not a, a forceful um, kind of thing, but to, to just the desire to cry out that. Um, the first time that we got to interact with our adopted daughter in Haiti, um, there was a nervousness that was <laughs> that went into that because it was right in the middle of the COVID thing. And so we didn't get to go see her face to face. So we knew that we were fixing to FaceTime with a little Haitian girl who did not speak English, who um, knew that she was going to be adopted by these white people in America. And, and so there had to, in my mind, there had to be some sort of fear um, in that. And I don't know how much she was coached. I can assume it was a lot because I know that her natural response outside of God's grace was not what she did. Because as soon as we got on that phone call, she looked at my wife and she said, Mama, wow. and blew her a kiss. And then she looked at me and she said, Papa, was she coached to do that? Probably mm. by orphanage directors who knew like this is yeah. going to be the play because she doesn't know me as dad. She doesn't know me at all outside of my flat face on a screen that's probably a little bit blurry because <laughs> of Haitian internet. Yeah. Um, so she within her is not the natural desire to cry out that way. Mm. When we experience salvation, our instinct because we're spirit led at that point is to to look to God and go you are my you're my father you're my I, I yeah. want that relationship with you and what comes with that is is all of the benefits of being adopted um, it moves us from being convicted from what I mean what we even see in Romans 8 that we were in bondage we were in the bondage mm -hmm. of, of slavery into that adoption and everything that comes along with that and and I I moved in with my student pastor when I was in high school and, and I had to, over the first couple of days, maybe even weeks, figure out like what it meant to be in their house. Mm -hmm. And eventually they said, hey, get over it. Like you, you have access to the cabinet. You can open the refrigerator when you want to. You, you can change the TV channel. Mm -hmm. I have access to everything in the house. And as adopted children, we have, we have access to everything that the father has at that point. And so, yes, we're being saved from this to like making God famous, but we're being saved into like an intimate relationship that brings about boldness and confidence and access and all of these things that we just did not have before. We go from slave to, to adopted. We go from bondage to like child. Mm. And that alone, should, like it, it's going to shift how you live. Yeah. 
um, and how you think, how you respond to the world, your desires, all of those things begin to shift when we understand like what we actually were saved to. That's really good. I, I'll just add one more thing and then open the floor if there's anything else y'all got. But I think in regards to enjoying time with, I mean, you, you said the adoption process and then when you moved in with your student pastor of like dwelling in those relationships. I think it's important when we look to what we're being saved to, it's, it's eternal fellowship with the father. And so we should look to seek satisfaction in that time, even here on earth. Um, and I think that's important to remember as we're being adopted into this, like we have access to in a sense, what heaven looks like here on earth when we mm. get to meet with the father. Um, and so I think that's an important aspect of that, of, of enjoying and, find, and finding joy in that, in those times that we get to um, have an intimate, either quiet time or whatever it is, like we talked about um, with the father. So that's huge. Um, do you have any, any other concluding thoughts before we, before we part ways? Anything to They're pointing at each other. So I think that's everything. Hey, uh, I, I will. There is so much to this. And I can almost guarantee you that probably next week we're going to circle back around because yeah. there's questions that we're asking. Zach said this up front, but I want to remind you um, of this. Uh, you can you can jump on like the show notes. There's links to submit stuff uh, to us that are as far as questions or text us or just grab us on Sunday morning. Yeah. Um, if you're outside of that, send us an email, any of those things. Um, it's college at fbcbryan.org is the easiest place. You can shoot that over to us with your question that we can answer, um, especially this week that revolves around this idea of salvation, because we began to teeter towards a couple of things that mm -hmm. probably were questions for you that we don't have space for. I'm looking at the countdown thing right now. We're at 33, 26, um, and counting. And so we didn't want to open up all of those, but we do want to. Um, we just didn't want you to be listening to a podcast for four hours yeah. and we Still honestly, <laughs> we honestly didn't want to be sitting in this room for four hours. So we want to, want to zoom in on a couple specifics that you have about salvation because it's a big, I, I said that this idea is actually so much larger than what I even comprehend and what God is doing behind the scenes in our salvation. And so ask those questions. Uh, otherwise we're just making up stuff to talk about that we assume mm -hmm. you want to hear. Uh, we would rather know exactly what some of you want to hear. So hit us up with those. That's good. Well, Hope you guys don't hit any medians throughout the week. <laughs> Let's hope not. Let's hope not. Um, and if you do have some friends to help you fix it. Exactly. That's a good word. Well, we'll see you right back here next week on 127 on the mic. See you guys. Ghost Rose. Golly. Golly dope. <laughs>